So obviously the stuff going on in Ukraine, you probably know a lot more than me. What I'm interested in, obviously it's terrible what's happening, but have you seen that thing where Alaska and Russia is like only a couple miles apart, but it's 21 hour flight? Can you explain what that means? Well, so here's the thing. There is nothing but mountains and bad weather and that whole Siberian area. Like you don't want to fly through there. You can't fly through there, to be honest. It's like a the, dead zone, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, is, is that there, where the ice wall is? Is there an ice wall? That's where the ice wall is. You, you <laughs> smash right into it. No, no good. Oh, the extraterrestrials or whatever he was talking yeah. about. But yeah. So that's why it is. You have to fly all the way around, I think, through China. Oh, wow. And, and then, yeah, I know it's, it is, it's really weird. It's, you would think, but yeah, you just, you can't fly it because it, the conditions are um, just not conducive to flying. I can't believe that's what, that's what it is. And I did see something on Facebook saying you technically can walk from the United States to Russia. Yeah, across the Bering Strait, it actually, um, uh, about 15,000 years ago, the yeah. Bering Strait, it was, it, uh, the water had receded so much that it was literally a land bridge. And people came from uh, basically Central Asia, and they walked across the land bridge. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is, over about 4,000 years, which is really fast, they made it all the way down to the tip of South America. Mm -hmm. Like it took them about 8,000 years to get to that land bridge. And then to get all the way down into South America, it took about half that time. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people came here and I don't know if you've seen, but you know, just more recently uh, as they're burning down the Amazon and absolutely killing earth, we are uncovering many magnificent and and just great cities that have been buried in the jungle or the rainforest of South America and now i mean they're pushing back some of the timelines yeah on how how long ago uh humans crossed over and and came into uh the americas I always laugh when I hear about the burning of the Amazon because I remember when that happened. You'd see certain people post on Facebook and it'd be shared. They'd be like, how am I going to get my packages? These are like serious people. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> they, <laughs> they thought like Amazon, the company was burning. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, so Joe, can you tell, I mean, I don't like, I, you know, I don't watch the news or anything and you know a lot more than me. So what is going on with the war? All right, so Vladimir Putin is basically just trying to... It, this is about oil, to be honest, the whole yeah. thing. It really, it is. And, you know, in 2014, they took the Crimea Peninsula. There is only one bridge that they can use to get there. It's not cost-effective. It's in Ukrainian control, so they're always at the mercy of, of the Ukrainians. They have to pay money to cross that bridge to get to Crimea. It's just easier for them to cut right down the middle. And yeah. so that's basically what they're doing. They just seized a southern port, which is a perfect place for them to, to grab to access the Crimea Peninsula, which, again, is all about getting up to the Arctic Circle to drill for oil. I mean, is this, is this something you think would last a long time or no? So... We're in a weird spot here, Todd. 
and I don't mean to alarm anybody, Jedi, but <laughs> the the probability he's already started using thermobaric weapons, which if anybody doesn't know what that is, they're basically bombs that uh, vaporize the air. And so if you're in the blast zone and you breathe the air, you're going to die. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they've started using those because there's been mass desertions of Russian troops. They had been in Belarus, which is to the south and, and to the east of uh, Ukraine doing uh, war games. And then they got the invasion call. And a lot of the troops thought they were still running war games. And they're like, dude, we're not we don't want to kill anybody. And they're literally packing up and and just abandoning ship. It's also not gone well for Russia. They should have already taken over the entire country. And it's just not going well. They don't have food. They're running out of fuel. And the funniest part of this, if there's a, a funny part of this, they don't have any night vision goggles, the Russian troops. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, so it's sundown. <laughs> they have to like call it a day, and there's 150,000 troops they're trying to move. And you're doing it now with like, you know, 14 hours of sunlight. Like, that's that wasn't really that well thought out. The other amazing thing is the people of Ukraine, who, if you've seen any of the news at all, have really been amazing in, in standing up and fighting for their country. But the first thing they started doing during the invasion was they started taking down street signs. And the Russians oh. had no idea where they were going. Convoys were getting lost. They were going in the wrong direction. It's, it's been an absolute folly so far. But this guy's insane, Putin. He's not, mm -hmm. not a guy you want to mess with. And he's looking pretty stupid. What's next? Was, wasn't he ex-KGB? That's why it's so interesting that they don't even have night vision goggles. <laughs> yeah, well, so I think he thought, because he had threatened nuclear weapons right off the bat. About a million people have fled Ukraine. I think he thought more of them would. And, you know, he just wasn't expecting so many of them to stay and want to fight. And again, his troops are just... You know, there's been mass protests in Russia. There's been about 7,000 arrests across Russia. Citizens are not liking this one bit. Isn't the president of Ukraine, like, fighting and stuff? <laughs> yeah. I heard about that. That's awesome. That would never um, happen anywhere else, like, like where we live. You know, here's here's my whole thing. You know, I do a politics show, Todd. And, yeah. and I, you know, I, I don't, um, you know, I don't cheer for any of these politicians. I know some people look at. Donald Trump is like a cult figure. And some people think that liberals think of Joe Biden as a cult hero or Hillary Clinton or whoever. Pick whoever. If you want to admire a world leader, this is your guy. Yeah. Here's the thing, Todd. A couple of years ago, this guy was a comedian doing a television show about becoming the president of Ukraine. <laughs> And now he's okay. the president of Ukraine. We got a reality show guy yeah, who yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. was like way off the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this guy yeah. is a comedian and uh, he's been great. He's had some really good one-liners. Vladimir Putin's been, he had a meeting with uh, the president of France and, and they were sitting at opposite ends of a 30 foot long table. 
And so Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, literally called Putin out and he was like, let's have meeting. But we sit face to face, not 30 feet away. Uh, just, you know, they asked him if he wanted to uh, if he wanted to be evacuated to safety in the United States. Another great quote. He said, I don't I don't want a ride. I want ammunition. I mean, we might have touched on this last uh, on the last episode, but uh, and this is pretty amazing. The Klitschko brothers. Hall of Fame boxers are fighting there. Alexander Usek, who just became the heavyweight champion of the world several months ago and is, is looking at a possible unification bout against Tyson Fury. Big money payday. Uh, left camp uh, to go and fight for Ukraine, uh, as did Vasily Lomachenko, who had an opportunity to go win his uh, welterweight championship that he lost to Tefima Lopez. George Combasos beat Lopez and has decided that he wanted to fight Lomachenko, chance to get his belts back or go fight for Ukraine. And uh, he went back to Ukraine. So wow. amazing people. Um, two, two very well-known national soccer players were killed today in Ukraine in a bombing. Oh, no. Uh, my brother and I, uh, big, big fans of the Ukrainian bite, the uh, boxers. They're the Klitschko brothers. I mean, from 2000 at about 2016, just ruled the heavyweight division. Wouldn't fight each other despite both being heavyweights. Kind of took turns with the belt. I don't know. It's really sad. I'll be honest, and this is not a popular opinion, Todd, but if it were me, if I were the guy in the White House, I would launch a full scale invasion on Moscow. Right I mean, now. like, Right this second. Here's the thing. About a third, maybe more of their military is in Ukraine without food or supply. Think about how weak they would be in Moscow and St. Petersburg, the cities you would need to take out in order to stop this guy. And if you look at the mass protests in, in Russia, I think those people would be thrilled to death to see that guy go away. Why do we always have to be the people to intervene? Are other countries possibly going to get involved or is it always us? It's been amazing. It's actually this whole thing's been led by Germany and Germany's really taken the forefront. They've been uh, sending arms, missiles and and guns to to uh, Ukraine. And and Todd, this is the first time since World War Two where where people are like enjoying the German military might. You know, it's been frowned upon yeah. for Germany to do anything. And they've really they've taken a huge lead. Switzerland, of all countries, has decided to condemn Russia for what mm -hmm. they did. You know, when wow. Switzerland's like you done fucked up, you know, you're in trouble. Right. Um, so I, I do want to touch on one more news segment before we do the show. It looks like we picked a perfect night to do the episode. We're doing Jedi with everything going on in the world, by the way. I know, right? Um, so <laughs> I did see the UFC guy that shot a guy a bunch of times, and I chalked that up to, wow, this is another guy on steroids, crazy. And then I saw what it was. He shot some child molester, right? What's up with that? Yes. Apparently, it was a relative of his, right? And she was only four years old. Yep. And so he just shot at the car that this guy was in and ended up shooting his stepfather or someone else related to him. But I, I feel that that was justified. I'm sorry. I, I don't have no compassion for that kind of crime. 
Oh yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And there's been plenty of cases where it will go to someone will kill a child molester and it goes to court and they they get off on it. And I think they should I think like most circumstances, you're in such a rage over something like that happening. Joe, imagine if that was one of our kids or Jedi. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would be in prison. But you shouldn't be in prison. You know what I mean? It should be an eye for an eye or Yeah, I think certain I think certain things should be dealt with that way i also so i i am of the mindset that you should be able to freely use any derogatory term you want in public and my proposal my trade-off to that is when you get punched in the face that's it that's the end of it yeah yeah you, you can't know what i mean <laughs> you want to throw right. the yeah. n-word at somebody do it when they <laughs> crap at you at a convenience store it's over yeah. that's how it ended you got beat up now and everybody goes home yeah right what did Mike Tyson say? He said, uh, you know, social media has made it comfortable for everyone. And then they don't get it punched out anymore, right? <laughs> I'm not quoting yeah. it directly, but I love that quote it, that he said. It, it's kind of funny because Mike Tyson, before he was a boxer, he was known for like just going around like beating the shit out of people. And now he's like some lovable guy for some reason. <laughs> people love Tyson. Mike Tyson is the greatest story in American history. I mean, don't forget this guy went to jail for rape. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty bad. Usually that sinks a person. And and it pretty much did for a long time with him. Right? And now, like, not only is he, not only is America, like, embraced him again. Like, I just watched an interview he, he was doing because he had a four-year-old daughter that passed away. Right. And, I mean, it just changed everything about him. Yeah. And to hear Mike Tyson with that voice, especially speak words of wisdom from the heart. It's like, oh, my God, dude, it's the best. It's the best. It's an he's an amazing story, though. He really is. Greetings, Morks, crimes, conspiracies, and beyond back again. Let me ask you this before we start the show. Are you all ready for the end of the world? Or nuclear annihilation? Or even the zombie apocalypse? If not, let's start discussing how to get ready for it all, you know? I mean, let's talk about doomsday prepping. Are you guys into this, Joe and Todd? <laughs> you, know, it's, you know what you here's the thing for anyone that, that doesn't know i don't know what we're talking about todd sends me clips and stuff <laughs> to download i kind of have a vague idea where things might be going but i don't i don't ever know until you say it i'm super ah. excited for that you know what i'm gonna do because we are i'm gonna take my ponytail out I started growing my hair out. I was bald yeah. when when COVID started. Yeah, look how long my hair is. Oh dude. my yeah, goodness! Right. Yeah, you have this nice my, hair. My apocalypse <laughs> hair. Yeah, I am ready. That's, and World War Three is here, so let's go. Yeah, it's let's funny go. because I always like listening to conspiracy podcasts, but 
a lot of the conspiracies I never really believed in, but I just thought it was kind of fun. That's why I wanted to start a show like this. And when me and Jedi were texting topics back and forth before we started, she sent the Doomsday Preppers one. And in my head, I'm like, that is such a dumb thing, people who do that. But now that I've been researching, there's so much more that goes into this than I thought. I thought the Doomsday Preppers were just the people that said, like, the world is ending on December 21st, 2012, or like the Y2K people, but it really has nothing to do with that. We could all be doomsday preppers right now, me, you, and Joe, but we could be preppers for three completely different reasons. Exactly. You, I mean, you know it's I mean? better that, to be prepared than not, right? Yeah, and we have a few different episodes. I mean, a few different reasons we want to go over. So, Jedi, you're a little bit of a doomsday prepper, aren't you? Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yes. That's one of the I'm, first I'm... things you told me. I know, because you were asking me, oh, so what kinds of kinds of conspiracies do you believe in? And so, yeah. I mean, everybody knows about doomsday prepping. But yeah, I'm a beginner. I'm a novice. So I am starting to do my stash and learn about how to doomsday prep properly, you know, because there is big differences. I mean, there's there's a you know, a, a, a short-term prepper and a long-term prepper. So, I mean, it, it's just wild. All the information and the knowledge that you get from, you know, learning about this stuff. And so I'm, I'm just beginning to do my prepping right now. Now, I did notice on a lot of the, the shows I watched and the prepping, it's always the husband and wife are both into it or the husband, wife, and kids. It's a family thing. Is it like that with you or are you on your own? I'm on my own. <laughs> because and I I'm don't care. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed how two people like this find each other. You know what I mean? I, I would feel like a prepper is a pretty rare thing. And then like, uh, I don't know if one brings the other one on or you both somehow both into it. I, I don't understand that part of it. Now, Maybe there's Jedi, a <laughs> yeah, I did see something on the one of the Facebook pages I joined. I've been talking to some preppers. One girl posted, okay, all female preppers, what do you prep? What is the difference between a female and a male prepper? Well, number one is size. I mean, you have to be conscious about what you can carry and how you're prepping. You know, you're not going to pack a 50-pound pack if you can't even carry it. I mean, that's not to say women can't do it. It's just you have to think survival mode. And I definitely am not going to pack a pack that's 100 pounds. I, I mean, I wouldn't even be able to move two feet. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for, for women, they need to, I think they have to be cognizant of packing more weapons because they're vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, female toiletries because, you know, we, ha we have the female monthly thing. So, I mean, we need a little more different stuff than men do. So, so when you're prepping, you're not looking to hide where you are. You're thinking maybe you have to get out and go somewhere. Well, that uh, for my 72-hour pack. But right now I'm prepping to stand down and go down in a blaze of glory at my house. So, <laughs> 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 so you, you do you. you do. I mean, people prep however they want to prep. So... <laughs> What were you going to – I was researching some stuff. What are some types of shortages that could happen? 
went doomsday. Toilet come. paper for one, and that was very traumatic for me during the COVID pandemic. And Joe, because... and Joe, <laughs> what a month with no TP in the house. Oh my goodness! Did you invest in a bidet? No, you know what? We my wife for some reason bought like fifty packs of baby wipes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we went to the store. Yeah, so that'll work. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta guess. You have to be careful about flushing those down the toilet. Did you just keep flushing? Yes. <laughs> Believe me, my plumbing's a disaster. It's not. It's not good. Yeah. I need a guy. I need a guy soon. Well, during oh, 2020, the um, bidet company Tushi said, you know, at first in the beginning, they, I mean, their business doubled and then it tripled. And then they started making, you know, a million dollar sales a day for their bidets. Oh, wow. A day. That's how crazy it got. Jenna, I got a friend who got a bidet and he swears to God by it. He will <laughs> never go back to toilet paper, he told me. God, not a guy you would ever expect it to come from, too. It's like, dude, really? really? Yeah, (laughs) I thought he was lying. I was like, no way. He's like, I'm telling you, dude. (laughs) He's up there, cleans everything out. (laughs) So let's let's get into a couple of the different reasons why you might prep. And Jedi, do you know there's a company? It's called Atlas Survival Shelters. This company goes around and builds bunkers for people. Yeah, I've seen Uh, companies like that. Yeah, it's crazy. So the when I think of doomsday preppers, this is the one I always think of. I think of an EMP attack. Do you guys know what that is? No. It's basically an electromagnetic pulse. It could come from the sun, and it could just immediately shut everything off. Joe, do you have that clip from the trucker? They had an insight into just how bad the effects of an EMP would be. The trucking industry is what this country lives on. There's not one thing, one thing that you don't touch, see, hear and eat that does not come on a truck. All the trucks are computerized and an electromagnetic pulse would fry the computer in those trucks, just like it would fry the computers in most all your cars. This is the truck computer. I mean, that is true. I mean, everything comes on a truck. Nope, that's true. Truckers and farmers are so important to the world. Joe, what are you laughing at? But why would you put a chip in the car? Like, why? Why that thing? Like, why? Like, I understand other cars in the chip, but the ones, the trucks that we need, they don't need a chip. Get the chip out of there. Well, yeah, when I first heard your co- if you got solar flare happen, which could also happen from a nuclear explosion or something, I was like, why would cars stall? That made no sense to me till I heard him say that. I mean, and in a nuclear attack, what happens is the higher in the altitude it is, the worse it would be for an EMP. I mean, if you think about it, when the atomic bombs were dropped, it does a lot more damage if it gets blown up in midair with the shock waves than if it hits the ground, believe it or not. So an EMP is the first thing I thought about. They tested the EMP attacks in 1945, and they had to shield and double shield all the signals so it wouldn't happen like an EMP attack. And what this guy does and these other people that are afraid of this attack, they build this thing called a Faraday box. It's a seamless metal container where electricity will run along but not through. And they say lightning could hit it, and you wouldn't even know. And then when the grid goes down, you can be inside. You can contact other preppers through a ham radio yeah you i just need think a radio 
yeah, you, I mean, it's other other people like that. Just a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you guys saw the story. You just made me think of it, and I just looked it up. Uh, solar storm destroys 40 new SpaceX satellite in orbit. Starlink sent up, I think it was like 50 satellites, and this there's this crazy violent, and it's actually happening right now, a really violent solar storm. And the yep. flares literally destroyed 40 of Elon Musk's 50 satellites. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Didn't he send some to help Ukraine, too? He did. They, they set up Starlink, and they sent the equipment over there for them to use it. But now I was just reading today. Basically, it's a satellite dish that you have to put out. And the Russian military has <laughs> devices that look for satellite dishes and, like, literally target in on that. Oh my so gosh. they're saying if if you know if people are going to use it that they they can't put it you know keep it in a stationary place because you're basically putting a bullseye on your target. So speaking of nuclear explosions, Joe, do you have the um, the Facebook message about the sodium iodide? I mentioned this about three or four weeks ago on the show. I said uh, the iodide pills will protect you from radiation if there's ever any type of nuclear attack. And someone on the Doomsday Preppers Worldwide page posted, where to buy iodide pills? Everywhere is out of stock. There's 34 comments, and one of the comments we can see is, good luck, I've tried everywhere. And I just got mine yesterday. We ordered some just in case. I mean, it's a small investment to making. I mean, if there's any time <laughs> something could happen, it's now. You know what I mean? Exactly. I can't believe yeah. you guys aren't prepping yourselves. <laughs> what is, first of all, can you help me out here? What are you talking? What is sodium iodide? It's basically, uh, if a nuclear attack happens like Chernobyl, if all those people had iodine and ate it, it somehow protects your thyroid where the cancer attacks and you would survive okay. that. So, um, I mean, that's a small investment. I know this is a long shot that something can happen but why not spend 10 or 20 bucks all right wait a minute so <laughs> let me get this right the, the nuclear the, the fallout would probably burn your skin and, and face off but at least your steroid <laughs> wouldn't explode what yeah. i don't know if i want to survive that thing anyway i'm, I'm yeah, i probably don't want to live through it so what did you guys think about Y2K when that was happening? I thought it was a joke. I could not believe people were worried. I wasn't worried at all. I thought so, too. I wasn't worried yeah. myself for that one. I ate some mushrooms early <laughs> in the day. <laughs> Passed out around midday, woke up in the evening, and I swear to God, I was driving around that night, and I saw so many white Jettas. That I oh, thought you told something. Me that. You told me. I that. told you that story. <laughs> yeah. So white Jettas everywhere, and I was like, "Dude, what is going on here?" Yeah. And that was the worst. That was the weirdest thing that happened on Y2K. It was there yeah. was a lot of Jettas out. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. interesting. How bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, now right, that so I'm thinking about it, it might have been the mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> See. Might have been that. <laughs> now that I'm recalling. <laughs> that's funny. So let's go to uh, let's go to a, the second uh, reason to prep. I mean, there's probably like a hundred, but I selected four. The financial collapse. Joe, you want to clip uh, play that clip with the economy one? I believe that there will be a colossal financial collapse. I believe we're on the precipice of that right now. The mortgage industry, the currency value, Wall Street, unemployment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
It's, it's all going to come into play as the perfect storm. We have a great deal of foreign debt that could be turned over and flooded back into the system at any time. There will be a day reckoning, and when that happens, the financial collapse will take a matter of hours before it impacts us right here in this nation. There was a lot of digits there. I think that was $14 trillion. What What is the national debt? Like, what is what does that consist of? So, listen, we spend money we don't have. Right. That's the American and, way. <laughs> yeah. And and then we just, you know, you, you, got, you have a war. You just throw it on credit. And uh, <laughs> after, after you do that a whole bunch of times for a really long time, 14 trail. The funny yeah. part is, is for, and I don't understand this because I don't think if you were a person, this would work. But the United States does have a triple A plus rating mm-hmm. as far as its credit is concerned. Yeah. I, and I don't understand that. And that, you know. When you think about the the look what's happening in Russia, you know the ruble right now is worth like a fraction of a cent. I saw that. I saw the graph the other day, and it goes straight down. Oh, oh my gosh. god, dude! They're hurting what? over there. Yeah. Can you imagine if they were like, "Yeah, listen, money just has zero value right now. So what else do you have to offer?" Which I suppose is why. And this is sad, Jedi. When you talked about your um your little survival kit that you have to pack weapons because for some reason, Todd, and I'll never understand this, <laughs> but as soon as we get into an apocalyptic situation, there are some that go right to the rape. Yes. I, I've I mean, never it's crazy. Well, like if I was running from zombies, Jedi, I think rape would be yeah. the last thing I would be thinking about. Yeah. You know, Joe, what? I, I think I think I'd need a bunch of blue pills to even have a chance to get anything going. Right? Where are we gonna Where are we gonna do the nasty? Where yeah. like, there's a zombie apocalypse? I don't have time for this. Right? Holy! Right. I want to live. That's why, like Howard Stern used to say, like he would interview someone that had was in a plane crash, and they're like, "When the plane's going down, do you immediately just start fucking people?" <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny that you think that mines would go to rape. But my thing is, these people, especially this lady that was just talking about the financial collapse, she said every part of her house, she's never outside of 20 feet of a gun. She had, and I don't understand the gun pot. I'd rather have food. Why do people need guns, Jedi? Because you have to protect your food. Because that the zombie apocalypse, everybody's going to come for what you got. That's why you don't tell anybody. That's why, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, exactly. the first thing I would go to her house if I was close to her. <laughs> she, has eight, <laughs> she has eight years worth of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if if I heard if I heard Joe was prepper and my girls needed food, I'd be on my way to Weathersfield. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it is true. These people. Why are all is she open. advertising that? That is not yeah. smart. Yeah, no. you would think those people, especially as mistrustful as they are, they see a, a television crew and they're like, yeah, come on in. I'll show you everything I got. No. Yeah. Yeah. And people are going to steal your guns and weapons and knives or whatever, because it's right. survival of the fittest. I mean, this is the, the lion and the wildebeest all over again. Joe, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> humans. <laughs> and and the, the common denominator in every one of these things that you prep for is they say within like a day or two of any of these things, the grocery stores are empty. 
Yes. So that's why you, you have to have everything. A lot of people have farms and stuff and they always brag. They're like, well, people will be eating like rice. I'll be eating T-bone steaks and stuff. The people that prepare. Right. They, they they love saying that they're like these people will be like starving and I'll be like living like a king with all this stuff that they're uh, storing up. Do you know Hawaii has 90 percent of their food imported 90 percent over 90 percent? That's like too part of the reason why I became a prepper, because I got family over there. If they yeah, need right. supplies, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's crazy. They Costco down there, they were out of toilet paper and they were rationing it out. So, I mean, I, I, well, it's getting Jenna, real. Let me throw this thought at you. Obviously, say we were looking at the solar flare situation where vehicles are no longer operational. I mean, you got family in Hawaii, which is certainly a nice place to be. But as you mentioned, there's no food getting imported in that situation. And there's no way to get in or out. Like exactly. that would be a disastrous situation. Exactly. Mm. Because there's also a lot of condos and apartments, you know, it, it would be, it would be a horrible experience. And the thing about all the food these people are ha saving, I refuse to believe it's going to taste good. They're like, Oh, it's sealed good. Some of it's meat and beef <laughs> and milk and stuff. There's no way Joe play the clip of that lady's pantry and toilet paper. All of our preparedness supplies that we have in the home presently um, probably have a retail value of over $100,000. Just so you know, I tallied the milk and we're, we're looking at 700 gallons, but I really want that to be up to 900. I think they've got a sale coming up on that too, so now would be a good time for that. It's the only time. <laughs> These, those people are insane. <laughs> you don't need that much milk. <laughs> a lot of cereal, I'm thinking. A lot of cereal. No, but you guys laugh. But in apocalypse, they have enough stuff to be used for to trade. You know that food will be right. currency back. You know when that happens. Yeah. So now I'm guessing that's like powdered milk. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So let's go to the next lady here, Kathy, the one that's afraid of the earthquakes. To play that clip, Joe. Kathy thinks the next black swan will come in the form of a catastrophic earthquake along the 200-kilometer-long New Madrid seismic zone in the central United States. The New Madrid fault covers seven states. It has actually let go twice before. There was a big earthquake um, in 1811. From December 1811 to March 1812, there were thousands of quakes in the New Madrid zone, including around 20 that were magnitude 6.5 or larger. Now things would be totally different. We have major cities on that fault zone. We have nuclear power plants. We have communications that have to cross that. It would effectively cut our country into two pieces. <laughs> Joe, that lady lives near us. Can you imagine worrying about this? <laughs> I can't. She looks, and that's the worst part. I think you guys will agree. She looked like a normal yeah, <laughs> intelligent person, and right. she's obsessed with the idea of a major earthquake. Like, move. Yeah, move yeah. somewhere well, else. Well, no, 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 no. She lives nowhere near that. She lives in New England, and she's worried about something like in, in the, the Midwest. <laughs> oh, I think right, she right. In, okay. I think she lives in Massachusetts. Yikes. Okay. Get You'd help. be surprised at how many people are worried about the zombie apocalypse. 
I remember when COVID started and I made a joke saying, oh, the zombies are coming in. Someone was like, don't say that. Please don't yeah. say that. You know, Jedi, it, I'm not even crazy. joking when I say literally started growing my hair because yeah. I'm joking <laughs> like here's the other thing. Right. I moved to this like super suburban white neighborhood some years ago. And my my neighbors are all professionals. And we unfortunately spend a lot of time with these people. Um, you know, socializing, block parties, stupid game nights and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm judging constantly. I'm constantly thinking to myself, who's worthy of my zombie apocalypse team? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, what What do you do? Like, you know, some of the dudes, I'm like, yeah, that guy could fight. You know, there's a guy that's got a gun. He's obviously on the team. Uh, one of my buddies is a psychologist, but he's, you know, trained in, in medicine. Uh, he's got a useful purpose. Um, there's a woman in my neighborhood who I actually saw. There were six dudes trying to put up one of those tents. You know, one of those like uh, tents with like the open side. Yeah. Uh, they struggled for like 30 minutes and she walked over there and like just scolded everybody and got that bad boy up in like two minutes. And uh -huh. I was like, Jill is on my team. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm always always judging people to see whether or not they would my wife doesn't know this but she's not on my team <laughs> love her to death but yeah definitely not survived the zombie apocalypse and if she did it wouldn't be because i helped her <laughs> wow, you're saying, Grandma, you gotta have you gotta you gotta bring something to the table and uh yeah Joe, she just weigh she just weigh you down and the she zombies would. will get you. She, she would. I keep telling so, her. I can't, I seriously keep telling, like, dude, I wouldn't put you on the team because, you know, you're not like really yeah. good at any one. Like, she's a lawyer. Like, that doesn't come into play in the zombie yeah. apocalypse. She does a podcast. That isn't gonna help. Yeah. You know, she can't cut things down. She's not good with electronics or knickknacks or anything. Can she pound something with a bat? No. Oh, my God. No. Well, yeah. She, you know, we play baseball with my kids out in the yard sometimes. And every now and again, just to because she knows so much I love baseball, she'll come over and take a couple of wax. And uh, she swings a bat like she's like using a butterfly net. Like she's oh. like, yeah, like that kind of. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. And a zombie would like catch it with their hand and laugh at her and then bite her face off and jeopardize me. I, uh... <laughs> oh my it is funny you loose. say that, though, because I'm watching some of these videos. The family will like assign different jobs to different family members like you're in control of the woodwork and you're in control of the weapon. So uh, you need to be good at it to, to fight these people off. Dude, imagine you know, like your dad's giving out the assignments, Todd, and you don't get one. Yeah, you're like, oh, so what do I do? Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You're out. <laughs> no, but like they're being trained now. It's not just like the day of. Okay, by the they're like they're training their whole life to be like waiting for this thing to happen. Yeah, they do drills. I'm starting yeah. to do that too. I bought a book regarding um, <laughs> special forces and military right. combat That's without great. using any weapons. I know. <laughs> But yeah. the interesting thing, though, reach researchers in U.S. and Denmark, they have found that fans that like horror movies were less stressed by the pandemic and that fans of these film genres, they get mental practice for these global catastrophes. So they're not as worried or stressed out as those who don't. 
kind of enjoyed it a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> this whole time, I've, I, this whole time, I hate to say this, but I kind of wanted COVID to be worse. Like, I wanted it to <laughs> be more like a Stephen <laughs> King novel where, like, you know, I'm kind of in the Bill Burr camp. If, like, 80% of people drop dead tomorrow, all right. You know, a little more room to kind of move around. The, the, the food supply problem solved. Gas prices down. It's funny, Joe. Some girl posted on Facebook today. I've seen this meme a couple times. I just turned off the news and put on a serial killer documentary to relax. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. so, all right, so this lady thinks that the earthquake has happened, and she called it the next Black Swan event. That's an event that comes out of nowhere that no one thought um, no one thought there was a black swan until someone saw one in Australia or something. So it's, it was a surprise. So that's where the term comes from. But can Joe, throw yeah. a, can I throw a thought out to you real quick? I, you know, I, you know what a weirdo I am and how much I, I, I read and I, I watch videos of like all sorts of stuff. And, and one of the things that has got me a little concerned, and this is the right show to bring it up. And this is a, like occurred to me over the summer. And I've been thinking a lot about this. You know, they're constantly redoing all the carbon dating and they move dates back and forth. Yeah. You know, they project that our sun is about halfway through its life. And I just I, I, I can't help. And also, I don't know if you know this, too, but the uh, the universe is expanding at four and a half times what they thought it were or, or what mathematically it's supposed to be expanding at. And no one really understands what that means. Okay, or why it's accelerated like that. I can't help but wonder or be a little concerned. What if they're wrong about the sun? And what if the sun just starts to like, you know, next summer kind of kind of teeter out? Yeah. You know, turns into a giant yellow dwarf. Well, we know the sun is about 40 miles away, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, they, they say in about 5 billion years, the sun is going to die. I mean, how do they really know? But they say everything dies. Right. Eventually. How do they know it's not next Tuesday? Uh, right? Yeah. Like how, much, how much <laughs> studying of the Jedi, how much studying of the sun have they done where they're like, that eh, thing's burning about 5 billion more years. How do you know that? Exactly, you don't. That's why you got to prep. (laughs) It's unreal how big the sun is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's crazy. So, remember, speaking of flat earth, you remember how you told me if you're a flat earther, that's a major part of your day from day to day? (laughs) Now, a major part of these uh, preppers day is canning. Did you know that, Jedi? Yeah, but I don't know how to can, so I'm not doing that yet. (laughs) Some of these people spend eight to ten hours a day canning, and that's all they do. They can, and the the biggest spot where they put all the cans is under their beds. It's like the the coolest place to put it, and you can't stack them. So people's beds are like underneath their bed all sorts of cans of fruit and peaches. Well, because a lot of them have their own farm. They farm and grow their own food, right? Yeah, you know, the only crappy part of being a prepper is if nothing ever happens. Yeah, I you kind of have to ask yourself, what the hell was I doing all this time? You know, it's a lot of canning. I don't really enjoy canning all that much. It was more of a, you know, 
when I repopulate the earth, I was going to have all sorts of treats, but now I just have a lot of cans. What am I going to do here? Yeah. But what, what I was thinking is if you're a doomsday prepper, do you kind of want something to happen a yes. little bit? Yes. <laughs> it's validation, right? It's, yes. it's validation. A million times, yes. <laughs> you 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 are begging for something to happen. Yeah. Just so you can be like, Aha, I told you, losers. Look at me, T bone steaks. I just want to use my bowl staff. <laughs> oh my god, I got uh, a buddy of mine a few years ago gave me a really nice uh, survival knife with the compass and all like there's all sorts of things inside of it, but uh-huh. it was like it could do some damage. I bought a machete. I have a, a really nice axe. It's the kind, Todd. It's the metal. The whole thing's just one piece of metal, you yeah. know. So as long as I could dislodge it from the zombie's head, I could keep swinging that bad boy. I've got oh, wow. some baseball bats, uh, about four or five nice metal baseball bats. I'm ready. That, that's awesome. So what I was going to say is, how do they? <laughs> so scared me. Are you going to survive? You don't like blood. You're going to yeah, be the I first know. one gone from both, all three of us. I'm getting queasy here. You notice all of my weapons are like hand to hand combat, and I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really do hand to hand combat. You know, like all these weapons are great. I probably use yeah. one and die immediately using it. Joe thinks, the, uh, Joe thinks the zombies are coming and they're going to be fighting in the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works, man. Bats, knives, ninja stars, whatever works. Oh, man. <laughs> Jedi, how can they store meat and have it still be good? I think you, you know, do beef jerky or dry it out or, or you know, save it with salt or something like that, you know. I don't know exactly how they save or the meat. So some of them are frozen, but I thought meat could be good for six to 10 months, depending on how you prepare it freezing. So it's, it'll last a long time. So they're saying in one of these things you prep for any one of these things we're talking about. So there'd be no power, no gas, no ATM. So you, your food would become, the most valuable thing because you can bother it. And do you know what they mean by that? What would you bother it for? Matches, lighters, wood to keep warm. Could you imagine if it came down to this (laughs) and we're like trading things? (laughs) I mean, you guys got to prepare. I I can't believe it. (laughs) Out of the three of us, I'm the one that's preparing. And Jedi, another thing people are doing is they're preparing with bees. They'll have like a, they'll have beehives and they'll get honey and then they say it could be good for wounds and salves, the the, the honey from the bees. I mean, yeah, these people go all out. They think of everything. Right. <laughs> How many bees nests do you need? Yeah. To like have a, you know what I mean? It's, again, yeah. it's like, it's a great idea if something happens and yeah. you've got all that honey. Otherwise, your backyard is full of bees all the time. But you need bees to grow the plants if everything is wiped out. Yeah, but you, you also want to go outside now. I guess <laughs> if you're spending your whole day inside canning, you don't you don't need to go outside. Again, I'm just saying you're like you have to be you have to be waiting and hoping for something because otherwise, what the hell are you prepping for? 
Yeah. You just want right. to be prepared. You don't want to be there holding the bag <laughs> and not eating and starving to death. No, listen, I totally get that. Believe me, <laughs> I've got I've got about 12 cans of fruit cocktail hidden. Um <laughs> I don't know how long I can make that last odd, but yeah. I've got that in a case of water stashed. Nobody knows where it is, and I'm not telling anybody. I've got my little weapons supply, and I'm rolling. But I know what you mean. There's a difference between prepping and it's your life. You can prep part-time or something and still right. live I want to. I want to enjoy life, too. I want to enjoy, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I want to be prepped and ready, but I also, it can't be your whole thing unless you're certain, like, something's going right. to happen, like, soon. Yeah, exactly. Like World War Three, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So, so now you want to step up your production. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to get back to the eight-hour-a-day canning right now. You know, you could cool the usual two hours. <laughs> Let's go into the last um, reason to prep. I have here the hyperinflation. You want to play that clip? As far as what I see on the horizon for this country uh, are some pretty tough times, and I believe it's going to be a, a fairly protracted uh, event. The cause is the government printing trillions of dollars when we don't have it to back it up. If the economy collapses, I see a tremendous shockwave going through our entire society. Uh, there are going to be a lot of hungry people. There are going to be a lot of angry people. I'm concerned about how my family will survive in a world where food and basic needs are going to be outrageously priced. You know what cracks me up about this guy is this was filmed before COVID. Can you imagine this guy when the stimulus checks were going out? He was <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> so, Joe, what's the difference between inflation and like the financial collapse? It's the same type thing right so uh the difference is basically what happens with inflation is the cost of things become more than people can afford and i mean right now we're actually going through a pretty bad inflationary period which they were expecting was going to end uh by the end of 2022 and now economists are saying we're gonna we'll we'll expect inflation will rise even higher again it's got a lot more to do with supply and demand um the world economy, world security, that's what controls inflation uh, as opposed to the markets, which is more, you know, about business and stuff like that. So that's that's yeah. that's the difference. So, Jedi, they say, say a cup of coffee is two dollars and it goes up two percent next year, two dollars and four cents. We wouldn't notice that. But if it went up a thousand percent like this guy's afraid of a cup of coffee would be like 20 bucks. And I think out of all the things here, obviously you wouldn't want like a nuclear explosion, but I think people would go the most crazy over something like this if you literally couldn't even buy anything, especially people now a paycheck to paycheck. Could you imagine if you had the same amount of money, but everything was like 10 times more? It's happening as we speak right now. Yeah. You see all these Joe Biden stickers. I did well, that. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say, could you imagine how many there would be? Yeah. Gas is over $5 over here in California. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I filled up my tank today. It was like 73 bucks. It's never, ever been that high. It must be must be close to 100 bucks for you, right? Depending on how big your tank is. Yeah. Oh, don't remind me. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so... Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. If you're a prepper, I think it, I would say don't go on TV and don't advertise you're a prepper because 
Although I watched an episode of Preppers once, dude. This guy's got an amazing <sighs> underground bunker in uh, Arizona or or Nevada, somewhere out in the desert. Really nice bunker. There's a fence to whole nine. And uh, he was on TV, dude. But this guy's got so many weapons. And he's got so many vantage points where if you try, he was like, try to roll up on me. And uh, they brought people up. And like, as soon as you got to the gate, dude, this guy had you in the scope and you were donezo. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be friends with that guy. Do you think you're friends with anyone that's a prepper that you don't know about or no? I hope so. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I hope so. And I hope they've been scouting me all this time. Yeah. Jill, you're on my team. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so Jedi. Can, can, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, can you tell us a little bit about that doomsday clock? Oh, my goodness. Well, the doomsday, I don't fully understand it, but it, it's, it's called the doomsday clock, but it's actually just a symbol that represents the likelihood of a global catastrophe. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they keep setting the clock back i think now it's like 100 seconds to midnight and i don't know what we're supposed to do i mean we're supposed to discuss all these catastrophes i i don't know what it is exactly but there is this doomsday clock and i don't i'm not i don't know if this is why everybody you know doomsday prepping this is why what everybody references to regarding um prepping for doomsday yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I wonder what the odds of one of these things happening is. Well, I think we're in one right now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> catastrophe, too. I mean, COVID and World War Three almost. It's funny. I was thinking if we ever, I know we were talking about maybe at some point trying to get a sponsor for our show. And I always thought a sponsor for our show would be like those food prep companies that they make the food with 25 year shelf lives. Yes. I bought some of those. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> so I saw yeah. they have like, they have like mac and cheese, rice, pancakes, chips, and they must seal it. So no air gets in. Right. Right. And I think you add water. Yeah. That can't taste good. And I always think when I was saying how they have the food that they store beef away and stuff, I always think when I'm driving my truck at work, on a hundred degree day and it's four 30 in the afternoon. I'm delivering a hello fresh box. that's soaking wet from the heat all day. I'm like, how can that possibly taste good? Whatever's in that. Well, have you tried MREs, the military uh, ready no. made meals? They're, they're actually good. They actually taste good. I mean, really? I've tried them before. Yeah. They're not bad actually, but they don't last as long as the 25 year food bank. It, it, I think they last about seven years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, what's up um, with the seven? What's up with the seventy-two hour ones? That's um, your bug out bag. So if you are in an emergency oh. and you want to get away, or you need to get away, at least pack three days worth of stuff. You know, a two day, yeah, uh, a couple of days. You know, seventy-two hours <laughs> worth of stuff. And so you pack like you know, an extra uh, change of clothes, some power bars. Uh, Food, some matches, lighters, make sure you get your information, um, like driver's license, insurance card, mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, just in case there's an emergency and, you know, a three-day thing. At least you could survive for three days, yeah. right? 
Yeah, I know I've talked about this a few times before, how I'm really into beer. I have a friend that's <laughs> that's crazy into beer, 50 times more than me. He'll he'll buy he'll buy a a, a four pack of beer for a hundred dollars if it's something he really likes. Like they have like these crazy releases. And there's this beer in Iowa, I forget what it's called, but he tells me he has a bag by his door ready with all his clothes in it. And it could be the middle of the night and he'll get a tweet that they're releasing this beer and he'll he has a bag ready. He'll go jump in his car and drive to get this release and like wait in line for a beer, for a couple beers. People in the beer, beer people are crazy. Yeah, beer is not on the list for a bug out bag. (laughs) 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 You got a first aid kit is uh, higher than getting beer and a toothbrush. (laughs) I did want to talk about something non-related to this issue. So um, the subject, do we have anything else on this Jedi? Yes, I wanted to ask you guys if you heard about that story about that 23-year-old army vet who killed, uh, broke into a state representative's house and killed his daughter because he was in search of a bunker. He heard that they had a bunker and his mother was saying that he wasn't in the right mind. He was ultra paranoid. She tried to get help for him, but he ended up killing uh, the state representative's daughter. Um, His name is Shannon V. Gilday of Taylor Mill. And mm-hmm. so he broke into their home uh, with a rifle dressed in ar- uh, army fatigues and um, camouflage. And he shot and killed Jordan Morgan in her bed. So, was I mean, recent? there is like, yeah, this is um, happened on what, 26th of February. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's recent. I mean, there's, there's the extreme to, doomsday preppers too like you know extreme paranoia for some yeah, <laughs> yeah like all of it <laughs> the whole <Yeah>. thing <laughs> i know it's crazy so jedi we just touched on four of those there's probably like many many more so what what is your thing if you think we have to leave or anything like do you have one specific thing or not really i what do you mean like, do you think a nuclear weapon, an earthquake, uh, zombies? What is your thing? My thing is I just want to be prepared. And like I said, I have family in different places on islands. And so I'm also collecting supplies just in case they need it. I know it might not be able to be sent there, but I'm hoping, you know. And with inflation and everything, I don't I don't know what, what what's going to happen over there with their jobs. Because, you know, Hawaii is the last state to um, end the mask mandate. So I don't know what's going on over there or how they're running things. So I just want to help my family out, my current family out, my extended family out. And I want to be prepared. Like I said, nobody's going to run me out of my own house. I'm going to go down in the blaze of glory. (laughs) (laughs) So if I die here, I die here. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was kind of interesting. And if people want to check it out, just YouTube. There's a few different shows. If you type in Doomsday Preppers. Yeah, these people, I think, on the shows are kind of extreme examples, especially the canning. One lady said, sometimes I wake up and I'll can the entire day, and I feel like that's not even enough time. She said, I feel like there needs to be more time in the day for me to keep canning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And then the, what was that 700 gallons of milk and she wanted it to be 900? I mean, where did she come up with that number? <laughs> yeah. 700 I'm sure. gallons. I'm sure the mass. <laughs> you know yeah. what is on shortage right now too? Ammunition. 
ammunition is hard to get. So, I mean, everything we'll like cars. Yeah. If you have a used car right now, you can get probably twice what it's worth. Yeah. Probably yeah, it's crazy. Could. It's crazy how everything's shortage. Um, so yeah, I think that about does it. Anything else you want to talk about in the subject, Jedi? No, the end so is I here. Want to, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to mention real quick, Joe. Um, I showed you the x-rays of my feet, how I have the bone spurs in both my heels. Yeah. And on the way back from the doctor today, I stopped to get lunch or whatever, and I was talking to the bartender. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to keep doing my job if I can't walk. And uh, he said, uh, he asked what I did or whatever. I told him I was a delivery driver. And he's like, yeah, I've been a bartender, but I'm banking on my son to be like a professional athlete or something so I can like get some money. And I was like, oh, what sport? And he's like, probably something easy. Like, oh, I'll teach him how to golf. And I'm thinking in my mind. It's not that easy. Well, not only that, (laughs) I was thinking, Joe, there's like 8 billion people on the planet, right? This blows my mm-hmm. mind. And if you think of all the major sports, there's maybe like 20 stars. Isn't yes. that kind of crazy? <laughs> it's uh-huh. not like there's like uh, 10,000 stars in every sport. It's such a small thing. And I really think you'd have a better chance of like your son being the next Michael Jordan than the next Tiger Woods. Golf is the hardest sport to master. Yeah, if you didn't already start playing it like 10 years ago, you're not going to be good oh, at yeah, it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right? I've been golf. Yeah, golf is like the only sport. If you're Michael Jordan, you could have an off night or whatever. But there's been so many golfers like David Duvall. Uh, Jordan Spieth recently lost it, but he got it back. You just wake up one day and it's gone. It, 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 it just leaves you. Mm-hmm. And Jedi, think of these guys. They'll be Think of being like two football fields away from the hole, and you can hit it like close to the hole. <laughs> you're you're a hundred yards away and you can knock it within 10 feet. Is that incredible? Wow. Yeah. The golfers are like superhuman to me. I mean, there's like 10 or 15 top echelon players. Golfing? Like, really? Oh, <laughs> Is superhuman? Yeah. yeah. To be that accurate and stuff and on a weekly basis, golf is... Joe, you know how hard golf is, right? Uh, Yeah. I suck at it. I love it. I've been playing in for like 20 years and i'm yeah. still terrible at it michael jordan said it was the hardest sport yeah i, I agree with that well, i can't tell you the it. amount of t- yeah i can't tell me tell you the amount of times i was like i finally got it i'm never gonna be in the 80s again in the next round i'll shoot 87 you just lose it <laughs> yeah <laughs> jedi have you played golf never only miniature I am like worried. My friend and I, we play in this tournament every year in Cape Cod. It's like our favorite tournament to play in. And we're already like worried about it because of my feet. If I have to have some type of surgery, he's like, you got to be better by September. Oh, man. Well, you got a goal in mind. That's good. Something to fight yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that about does it. I think that's it, Jedi, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, not it. Was... <laughs> prepare, prepare, prepare. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a fun episode. I learned a lot, and it's like I said, it's a lot more than I thought it was. I thought it was just those crazy people that thought the world was ending in 2012. No, you just got to be ready. <laughs> well, Marks, the end could be near. Well, I think the end is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, for those of you waiting for the zombie apocalypse, I ain't mad at you. You guys be more you would be more prepared than most people. So always be ready, guys. Aloha.